Welcome to Chan's The Man Apologetics. I'm your host, Chan Heron, where I discuss doctrine, apologetics, behavior, the Christian worldview, and sometimes just tell stories. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to our final episode on the Worldview series, and this deals with the very last question that every worldview attempts to answer, and that is the question of humanity. What does it mean to be human? I watched a documentary this past week um, by Matt Walsh, and I challenge anybody to go see it. Uh, You can get it on the Daily Wire, but it's a documentary entitled What is a Woman? And Matt travels around the country and outside the country asking experts in transgender ideology. He has professors. He has pediatricians. Uh, he has people who have undergone the transgender surgery. What is a woman? And this whole reasoning behind this is he argues that those that say that that um, gender is binary, we have truth on our side. The definition is pretty obvious of what it means to be a woman but some people who are trying to buy into this transgender ideology just can't just cannot answer the question and what baffles him and baffles should be baffling for the rest of us is when someone says trans women are women and then he asks what is a woman and the person says i don't know then how can you make the claim trans women are women if you don't even know what a woman is And I think this documentary is just a telltale sign of the attack that is on our humanity, our very thing that makes us human. At one point during his documentary, he he was talking to a college professor, uh, and he was asking for the truth, and the professor said, whose truth are you looking for when he was trying to get the definition of a woman out? And Matt said, not whose truth, the answer is the truth. And what this professor was doing was given a definition of truth known as relativism, which is truth is based on the individual. The individual decides what is true for that person. And moral relativism on its face is is unlivable and is untenable. And uh, if you listen to my first episode on what is truth, um, I talk about that so you can go back and check out that podcast. But what we're seeing here is more relativism pervades the, the transgender ideology and also talked about transgenderism more on uh, in, in the episode on, on truth. But when we talk about our humanity, What does it mean to be human? Humanity is made up from the biblical worldview of a physical part and a non-physical part. The biblical worldview of humanity starts in the opening book of the Bible, Genesis, where God says, let us make man in our image after our likeness. And he made them male and female. And there's two genders. And gender and sex are the same thing. What's happened is this 
false dichotomy that transgender ideology has tried to foist on the rest of us says there's a difference between trans, uh, sorry, that there's a difference between gender and biological sex. And they say that gender is what's between your ears and sexuality or sex, biological sex is what's between your legs. I'm arguing that those are the same thing. You One, if your gender does not match up with your biological sex, there's obviously something wrong with you. I'm not a doctor, but I don't think you need to be a doctor to know this is biological, basic biology, 101, common sense. Then we see the words of Jesus in Matthew chapter 19, where Jesus is asked about divorce. And he points his opponents back to the creation event. He says, have you not read that he which made them in the beginning made them male and female. Now, those are the words of Jesus. And as a follower of Christ on humanity, I take his view of humanity. And his view of humanity is that there's two genders, male and female. More importantly, what separates us from all the other creatures and that has and that is the image of god god has chosen to place his image on humanity now there's a lot of questions about what does that mean to be made in the image of god shows that we somehow reflect certain characteristics of god and when i say reflect i'm i'm not talking about an actual reflection like you look in the mirror i'm saying that we bear some kind of resemblance in, in our very being uh, from God. And as we study the scriptures and we look at and observe humanity, we have a mind, we have a will, we have emotions. God has a mind, God has a will, God has emotions. We have the capability of interpersonal relationships. As a matter of fact, interpersonal relationships are very important to humanity. Yes, it's true that the animal kingdom does have relationships. You have uh, the pride of lions and there's uh, other animals that kind of live in the community. But humans have a deeper level of interpersonal relationships. And I think that is by design. Because if the Christian God does exist, then he's Trinitarian in nature. And so he's always existed in perfect unity and community. He has never been alone because God is the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And we somehow reflect some of those characteristics. Now, I still think theologians are not and followers uh, of, of Christianity are still not 100% agreed upon what exactly it completely means to be made in the image of God. But it has to be weighty. It has to be something very, very important. Now, apart from God, I don't see anything that would make all human beings valuable, anything physical, because we differ in so many ways. Short people, tall people, fat people, skinny people, different colors. There's nothing physical that makes us all valuable. 
But there is something that's immaterial. And I think that's where the value comes in because it's been placed on humanity. And that is the image of God. Now, this makes sense as to why we know it's morally wrong to kill an innocent human being. We know that. And as I mentioned in one of the other segments about our moral intuition, those, those, those intuitions about killing is, has to do, it's tied in with the image of God. What's happening in our culture today is the image of God is being removed. This is why in the abortion debate, uh, abortion advocates will say that the unborn is not human. Because if it were human, then ending its life obviously would be murder. So they have to dehumanize the unborn. It's a clump of cells. It's part of the woman's body. It's not a distinct, unique individual made in the image of God worthy of dignity, respect, and protection. And so the image of God is really important in humanity. It is the thing that makes humanity equal. We have equal value. We have equal dignity. We have equal worth. However, because of our rebellion against God, our image is broken. It is damaged. Sin and rebellion has crept in to our culture and has damaged our image. But we are still, we do still bear the image of God. And that's one of the reasons why God himself had to enter into our time-space continuum to rescue us and restore his image, which he hasn't completely done yet, but he will when Christ returns. When I lived in Texas, I used to listen to talk radio and there was a talk show host by the name of Scott Wilder. I used to love listening to Scott Wilder's show. And I remember on Thursdays, he would have a segment of his show called Animal Good News, Bad News. And he would tell a story that happened in the world involving an animal. And the animal, the, the, the story had an, a good news part and it has a, a, a bad news part. And I remember this one particular Thursday, it was, I was driving around and the, and the, um, the segment came on and he was telling the story of an event that happened in India where a, a gentleman came down in the morning to his uh, breakfast to find a Bengal tiger in his kitchen. Now in India, there are tigers that attack and eat human beings. So that would be pretty scary to find one in your kitchen. Well, this man began to scream and yell and shout at the tiger. And it caused such a commotion that the villagers came out and they were able to chase the tiger and corner him and kill it. They killed the tiger. Now, in Scott's show, Scott was pointing out that the good part of the story is that uh, no human died. And the bad news part of the story was that the tiger had to die. But it's better that the tiger died than a human being died. Now, I think Scott is correct. Well, when Scott started taking calls, this lady called in and she was, she was mad. She was angry. 
She said, how dare you say that a Bengal tiger's life is not as valuable as a human being? What makes a human being's life so special and so valuable? And Scott said, um, because a human being is made in the image of God, whereas a Bengal tiger is not. And there was a pause. And then the lady said, oh. And she hung up. And he's right. That is the difference between a Bengal tiger or any other animal and human beings. And what we have with some of the people that are these animal rights activists. Now, I'm not against uh, animals. I, I, I am an animal lover. I We have two dogs. However, they're dogs. And I, I think we should accord animals protection. I don't want certain species to go extinct. God has given us dominion over them, and we're supposed to be good stewards. But we can use them. We can use them for uh, clothing and uh, for food as long as we uh, value the resources and don't, uh, uh, don't mistreat them. But what happens with some of these animal rights activists is they, they, they get distorted. They get the animals distorted and put them on par with humans, and they're not. And it's because of this image of God. So if you remove the image of God, if there is no image of God, then what's wrong with someone, a human being, killing another human being to get their stuff, to get ahead? What's wrong with that? I don't see any justification if for for saying that, that those acts against humanity are actually wrong if mankind is not made in the image of God. And so the biblical worldview looks at humanity and says humanity is very valuable because it bears the image of God on it. It was created for fellowship, for relationship. It has been given free will. And because of rebellion and sin, our image is broken. And I think this explains the problem of humanity and how we fix it better than the other worldviews. Thank you for listening to Chan's The Man Apologetics, where I discuss doctrine, apologetics, behavior, the Christian worldview, and sometimes just tell stories. Thank you.